0: It's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Mailbag Day on Chicago Bears Central. Today, we're going to be playing your voicemails. The main part of the show is going to be wrapped around your voicemails, questions, topics, everything. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about the four rookie draft picks that the Bears did sign the contracts. We'll get into all that and more right after this.
1: You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content.
0: Hi, right, Bears fans! Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, and we're about to get into it. If you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. But let's jump into it. So, the Bears have signed four of their rookie draft picks to four-year contracts. This is Noah Sewell, uh, Terrell Smith, uh, and defensive tackle Travis Bell, and safety Kendall Williamson. So that kind of leaves some of the other picks, but they've signed those those players to four-year four, uh, four contracts. So, listen, they're going to be here. They're going to develop. Especially Noah, I really look at uh, uh, being a high-level development piece when it's all said and done, and I really can't wait to see what he looks like here in the Bears uniform and what he ends up turning into. So that's what we got. It's good that the Bears are making some movement there. The rookie minicamp starts today, so be expecting to hear a lot of news come out about the rookies, how they fared, kind of thoughts from Ryan Poles, from the coaching staff, things like that. We're going to see what they need to work on, all that type of stuff, to really get an idea of how they expect these players to fit in. On top of that, we know that the uh, the Bears have also announced 14 uh, undrafted rookie free agents that have signed with the team that, that are going to be also in this rookie minicamp. The Bears are taking a look at a lot of players in this minicamp, and it should be a fun one for the players as well as the coaching staff as they really lay the groundwork for players that, may be a big part of the Bears' future for a very long time in regards to the undrafted free agents. A lot of the drafted free agents, we already know that they have those factored in as far as long-term pieces for the Chicago Bears. But that's it. Nothing too long, nothing too intricate. I wanted to get into the mailbag as quick as possible. We've got five voicemails uh, today, so we're going to get into the first one from the 770 right now. Hey, hey, Yeah, I, I got a hot take
2: in the ass watching that, that, that pick from uh, Roshan Johnson. Personally, I believe he's better than uh, the the whole premise of B. John. He's gonna do his thing. He's not gonna be as as uh, as, as lightning like uh, all the splash plays, but he does everything that we need. It's going to be the starting back by the by the end of the season. Herbert, yeah, I'm telling you, be out of there. And uh, the one thing I think people tend to forget about the defense. We run a 4-3. You don't need all these premium edge rushes. It looks nice, sounds nice. But the penetration through the middle, Paul, is what we need the most. That's what we need to keep focusing on. That's why we didn't get another um, uh, another edge rush. We got two deep tackles. So we got to keep in mind that that penetration through the middle is what we need to focus on. And the more and more we had at, we can continuously sum out players. There's no tired tiredness in the players that ends in around hot. And Trevor Gibson, Dominique Robinson, Demarcus Walker, all of them should be eating real soon on all of those quarterbacks. So watch, watch the 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 magic
0: works. But yeah, Roshan Johnson, definitely, definitely the guy. Better. out. All right, Roshan Johnson starting by the end of the season. Here's here's what I'll say. I think that I'm not going to say for sure that he's going to be starting. I do think that he is going to get a nice number of snaps by the end of the season. I think that he is going to play a lot. I think he's going to give every opportunity to. And like I said before, God forbid anyone have to sit down with injury or anything like that, because if that happens, I think they they may be shocked that maybe Roshan Johnson's maybe to run with. Now, while I don't expect, I think his development is going to be much like Khalil Herbert. I'm not saying he's going to be the running back one by the end of the season, but I do think that's going to be in his future as a Chicago Bear. He will eventually be the running back one. That's that's firmly what I think. I think they're going to bring him along slowly. They're going to use him as a two-prong attack, maybe even three-prong attack. But I do think that, as I've said before, uh, Dante Foreman, hey, listen, hey, it is what it is. You on a one-year deal. If Roshon Johnson really does shine like we think that he may, I think may be a little bit difficult for him to get a lot of snaps. Now, for the second part of your voicemail, the defensive line uh, penetration through the middle, pause. Uh, but with that said, I think, and that's why the three tech is such an important piece of the uh, of Matt Eberflus' system, right? What did we hear even last year? I think it's telling that last year, in a season where Ryan Poles wasn't trying to hand out a lot of big money, the one position that he did give a big contract to was the three tech with Larry Ogunjobi. It ended up not working out, but it, that's how important it is to Matt Eberflus' system. And they got that, right? They may have gotten two of them with Zach Pickens and Javon Dexter, and I think that that is highly important now. We want to see them develop as pass rushers, absolutely, but I do think that with more pressure through the middle, as you pointed out, our edges is going to have a little bit of a, of an easier time. I still expect us to maybe go out and get a veteran edge if the one we can sign one for the right price, but you're spot on. the three tech is the most important role in the offense when it comes i mean in the defensive line when it comes to Matt Ibraflusa system. It just is. And so that's why we saw them go out and get two of them. That's why we've seen, we saw them try to sign one last season as well. They know how important that is for the Chicago Bears. And I can't wait to see how that defensive line kind of shapes up and grows, probably even more than what some people are thinking and giving credit for. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Joe the Shadow. Black man.
1: <laughs> Yo, Hayes. Joe the Shadow. Been checking y'all out, man. This is... Probably the hands-down best Chicago Bear information source that I've stumbled across. And I'm so glad I did because I had to subscribe. I had to get all there for you and the fellas. Y'all are hilarious. And I just want to wish y'all the best. Y'all, y'all, y'all got it. I, I love the whole program. I love everybody about it and everybody doing their thing and entertaining as hell. Now, let me jump into what I really called for. The UDFAs, there's some intriguing cats up in there, and I didn't get as much information on some of them that I was looking, trying to find it. Some of them, but most of them are like wide receivers and tight ends. The ones that I'm really like big on, and I want to know how you feel about them, if you got any information on them, that, uh, Tyreek Pitts, I'm probably screwing up everybody's name, but Tyreek Pitts, Aaron Crunkshank, uh, who was the Edge? Jalen Harris, I need to get some more information on him because he looks like he might be something. Sammy Wheeler, and eh, he's a tight end, but I'm kind of interested in that dude. See if you can get something on him. And uh Todd Simmons, another wide receiver, and another dude that I think somebody probably should keep an eye on. This cat, Jaden Blue, think he's from where is he from? Memphis or something like that, but. Those are just some of the cats that I've been trying to get some more information on, and it's very intriguing because I see talent there, and I'm trying to figure out how did they slip through the cracks. One more gear, man. Hayes, you and the whole crew, love y'all. Show, keep doing what you're doing. Bear down, and I'ma holler at y'all later.
0: First of all, I want to thank you for just giving us the love, man, and 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 and, and saying that we are your your favorite spot for. Uh, Bears news. That's what we aim to be. I say it at the top of every daily episode. Your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, and I mean that. When we came and brought this channel together, we wanted to be the voice of the fans. We didn't want to give that stuffy kind of commentary that that's too dressed up. Like, yeah, we make some mistakes here. Yeah, we may quote some things wrong, but we, we'll always come back and be like, hey, we, we got that a little bit wrong. But at the end of the day, it's this right or not? Quote some things wrong, get some stats wrong sometimes. But at the end of the day, we're all Bears fans first and foremost. I've never been a fan of another NFL team. I've had teams where I've liked them, been like, hey, those, that's a damn good team. But as far as my fandom, it's always been rooted in the Chicago Bears in my 36 years on this planet. Don't have my lights on today. What, what's happening? It's not even a real episode if the lights aren't on. But um, so, yeah, we thank you. And, and that means the world to us. And I speak for C Dub, speak for Bobby, speak for Steve O, because that's what we want this channel to be. There are a lot of technical channels, there are a lot of great Chicago Bears channels. But I think the personality that we have here, the mix that we have here, the humor that we bring as well, not afraid to just get a little silly at times and just have some fun. That's really what this channel is built off of, and we wanted to feel like when you're talking to your friends about football. But as far as your your, your questions, as far as the um, undrafted rookies and kind of kind of the things there, um, uh, Tariq Pitts definitely. I think more in special teams. I think a lot of these are going to be special teams more than anything first. But I'm going to I'm going to go to one that you 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 mentioned first, the one that I do know the most about. Is Jalen Harris. And here's what I'll tell you on this. Jalen Harris is gonna have every opportunity to make this team. And he very well may push some of the edges that we already have. Now, he may, he may eventually be moved to the practice squad. So do not be surprised if you eventually see that, right? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. But if it comes down to it, I do think that in this first year, even if he does end up on the practice squad, they're going to try and they're going to develop him. That dude is a monster, and that's a lot of what we got. Even in the undrafted free agent market, I mean, undrafted rookie market. It, it, the, the, what we got in a lot of those players are players that you, they, they understand their role, right? They have a clear path onto what they could potentially bring to this team and i I look at crew shank and i look at Pitts as well as being two wide receivers that may not push any of the wide receivers that we have even the back end of rotation out right now but they're going to get every opportunity to take a look at them especially in these rookie mini camps but don't be surprised if Jalen harris sticks around and you see him maybe on the practice squad and then on the actual roster next season all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from the 773.
2: Easy, easy money. This draft was one of the best drafts that I've seen in Chicago in a long time. And I'll tell you why. Think about what Ryan Poles has been doing since he came in. A lot of us were getting mad about the Jalen Carter situation and him not being able to get picked up by us. But look at the report we built with the Eagles. We've given them a great defensive tackle. Um, before with Quinn, and now we've given them another great defensive tackle um, in Jalen Carter. And I think, honestly, that should be enough that if they have any players who may be having any contractual issues, who may not want to sign with the Eagles, we might now be first in line to pick up one of their star players as, you know, that time is ever permitted. Same thing with the Ravens when we gave them Roquan Smith. So I love everything that he's done in this draft. I love the reports that he's building as a new GM. I think Ryan Poles is one of the best GMs, you know, coming up. And honestly, I think that we are in prime position to be a championship team within the next three, four years, if not sooner. Who knows?
0: All right, one of the best drafts in Chicago ever. And I'll say it's one of the most thorough, right? I I would have to go through every draft of like the last handful of years to really be able to say if it's the best overall. And really, it's hard to say that right now. The stories of the draft are always told in hindsight, right? If you if you really look at it, it's always told in hindsight when it comes to the NFL draft because it really just comes down to how do these players develop, right? Yes, on paper, we did damn good. And if these players develop and they turn into starters like a lot of us think that they will, it's it's going to be even better in the long run. We got great value at what we drafted in, and we got a lot of positions that high-level athletes, smart football players, players that fit the system, players that fit needs, we did amazing in this draft. Now, as far as what you said, with the trade relationship with the Eagles, I don't know if the Roquan—I mean, if the Robert Quinn thing worked out for them the way that they thought—didn't even play for them. I th- don't think in the Super Bowl didn't take a single snap. So I don't know if maybe we we build up as much cachet with that one. But it all—it's all about relationships in the NFL, and Ryan Poles has built relationships through his trade deals that are undeniable. And so I don't know if we'll be first in line of one of their disgruntled superstars or something come available. But now there is a trade relationship there from Ryan Pose's time here. And, you know, if a deal and a player that fits what Ryan Pose needs becomes available and he hears that through the back channels, there's already that rapport. There's that relationship, and that's what you want um, in the NFL and a GM that can navigate those relationships because that's as important in the job as anything else. And so Ryan Pose has done an amazing job at that, and I expect him to continue to do that in his tenure here with the Chicago Bears. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Booker.
3: Hey yo, what up, Hayes? This is King Booker World. Just uh, giving you a call, man, Is just say about the draft. I liked uh, a lot of what they did, um, a lot of the moves, a lot of depth pieces. A lot of weapons for Justin Fields, so I think, you know, he's going to show out this year. I just find that it's kind of funny that how a lot of folks, when it comes to the uh, Javon Dexter, they talking about his production, but fail to, re- fail to mention that him and um, Carter pretty much almost had the same stats, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, that would uh, defeat the narrative. You know, anything Chicago do is with a question mark. Also, there was some fool, I don't know who it was, who was giving draft. Um, draft Grades It gave the bears a d-minus man i wish i knew it was so i can contact him personally so i can let him know that i got his B hanging low all right i just want to send a, a salute to the boys you y'all have a good day and i'll talk to you soon bear down
0: cargo up baby you know great point on the production i've seen uh some people that have combated that since uh it recently yeah, people like to point out to Javon's Dexter's lack of, you know, that, that the eye-popping production numbers. But the same thing was said about Jalen Carter. At the start of this whole draft uh, process, before we knew where the Bears were going to select and things like that, when I was covering Jalen Carter, there were a lot of Bears fans in the comments that, well, how can he be generational? He only did this. Look at those numbers. And it is." But now that the Bears passed on him and then got a guy with similar numbers and a, still a really good conference in coll- collegiate football, now that becomes a bigger part of the narrative. It, like you said, I'm not for Bears fans themselves. Let's say they're within the narrative here, a lot of Bears fans, and we have to realize this, this is across football, don't know the ins and outs of college football. There are so many teams, so many different conferences, so many everything that and it's also hard because you' not every team is facing NFL level competition in at the collegiate level. But at the end of the day, like we got a hell of a player in javon dexter and and, and yes, he doesn't have projectedly the ceiling of a of a Jalen Carter. But I do think we need to also realize that hey, it's not always just about the not every not all potential is realized, and because of that, Javon Dexter with the motor that he has, the way that he works, that work ethic, the fact that we don't have to worry about that part of it, he's 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 more than likely going to be maybe not a monster as far as like a a, a, a a every year Pro Bowl or something like that. He could still turn into that. That's the drafty Everybody has the potential to be that, and you can never really progress. How potential is going to work out for every single player. So yeah, the narrative doesn't fit. There are going to be some Bears fans that as soon as the Bears didn't draft who they wanted, no matter who was at that spot, we're going to break it down. The national media is going to is going to pick their guys. And until the players show up themselves in the NFL, it's always going to be that question mark around them. And and the Bears are always going to be linked to Jalen Carter now because they traded that pick. And as he progresses over his career, unless Darnell Wright, and I would say this, even if even if Jarno Wright doesn't turn out to, like, some year-in and out pro bowler. If Javon Dexter does, we still made the right decision. And if both of them do, we're good. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one, this one's from Rory. What's up, Hayes? What's
3: up, my man? This is your boy, Rory, man, calling in. Hey, man, Um, got a question for you, Hayes, as always. Um, Hey, man, honestly, who do you think is on a hot seat? You know what I'm saying? Because we're, like, all these acquisitions that Pose has made, you know what I'm saying, Um, we got a lot of weapons to work with now. You know what I'm saying? The offensive line is definitely better with the addition of Darnell Wright, you know what I'm saying? So that right side is sewed up, you know what I'm saying? So I think we got a pretty, you know, solid, you know, uh, offensive core. Um, I don't think Cody Wright here really, you know, I mean, he said, you know, he, he, he was a pro bowler, you know what I'm saying, when he did move to center. But I think he's a little bit, you know, a little bit wearing tail on Cody, so I think we can upgrade definitely in that area. But as far as like, do um, you think what dropsy Jones on the hot seat? Um, uh, Tristan Ebner, he's definitely on the hot seat. Um, I don't see they don't, I don't see Mooney's on the hot seat. I mean, cause I think now it's like you know this year's it's like it's really like show and prove, man. He's like cause everybody's fighting for you know for that for a position. You know what I'm saying with these new rookies coming in, uh, Scott. You know what I'm saying? So, they, if they did get rid of, like, Claypool or Mooney, you still got Scott there. You know what I'm saying? So, I think the receiver going to be balling out, man. You know what I'm saying? To fight for a possession. And he's, um, in the, um, the running back as well, Roshan, man. Dude, they say Roshan is, is, is a, is a dog. He's a beast, man. I saw a vi- uh, video with them, um, talking to the coach, and the coach was interviewing, um, he coached um, Bijan and um, and Roshan, and he said, "Man, he said, man, Roshan is a dog. You know what I'm saying? So that boy is is a beast, and he willing himself to win. So, hey man, I'm glad we got that guy there. I definitely think he's gonna be, uh, I think he's gonna be the number one running back, bro. Give it, give it time. I don't because like, hey. no Khalil Khalil Herbert's not a a three down back. He's not. You know what I'm saying? No, that boy Roshan, he he he's built for that. So, he's definitely a three-down back. So, I think Roshan's going to be our number one running back. Not to hate on, uh, what's his name, Dante or Donta Foreman, hey, I, he's a dog too. But I just, the, the Roshan is just something special, man. You know, so, it's a lot of people that, that's going to be on the hot seat, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, this is like, you know, the, the year of sure Sean Proves. So, you let me know what you think. Hey, who's going to be on the hot seat, man? Um, Defense-wise, offense, running back, I mean, all the way around the team. Who do you think gonna be on the hot seat? And not let not let us not exclude Jesse as well, because he got a lot of weapons. He has no excuses now. You know what I'm saying? So hey, he got a lot of weapons. Who's to work on with.
0: the hot seat? Now that's a difficult question. But when I think of hot seat, I kind of think of hey, you're 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 probably on your way out unless you you're perfect. I don't really see anyone on the hot seat per se. I do think that it can get get interesting for a few players. Khalil Herbert for one in two years when his contract's up, especially Roshan Johnson develops the way that a lot of us think that he would could get interesting for him there Mooney or Claypool I don't won't necessarily say both of them but I think that it could be unless they produce now if this wide receiver core for um Justin Fields really develops this season and really just has it we have a great wide receiver core and everybody produces I think they'll pay to bring everybody back but I do think that there is uh, maybe a little bit underlined of hey if one of these guys don't perform If one of these guys has another down season, now that we've added the weapons, now that we've added the offensive line, if you guys don't show up the way that we expect, we got a number one in DJ Moore. We can go out and maybe find another two or another three. So I would say them combined. I don't say necessarily both of them, but I think a combination of them. And then also put Jalen Johnson on there. I think if Tyreek Stevenson shows up the way that some people think that he can, Jalen Johnson especially, you know, considering the contract situations coming up, I think it could turn into something for him as well. Um, as far as your question about the offensive line, primarily most of our offensive line is, is locked in and young. Um, I look at Tevin Jenkins. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's not on a hot seat. Donna Wright just got here. Nate Davis ain't, ain't definitely isn't going anywhere, right? Braxton Jones either. Cody White here, I, I can't really call it a hot seat. He's a veteran. And so that the the, the hope is that you get another center at some point where De- Doug Kramer comes in and develops now for you can't actually play this season. But I think the plan is always to kind of move off that and that's just what it is in football. So I won't necessarily say anybody on that offensive line is truly on the hot seat. But I, if anyone's not going to be here, Lucas Patrick, uh, Cody Whitehair, maybe not here long term. And maybe the Bears think they can do better in the offseason next year. That's kind of my thought on that. You guys can let me know down below what do you think. Who do you think is on the hot seat for the Chicago Bears this upcoming season? But That's it. That's my time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you're following the show. At Shy bear Central, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. ChicagoBearsCentral@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Lastly, we'll leave a text message and our voicemail. The number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all.
1: This has been a presentation of the Break, Break, Break Media. Media.